0: Go Down Memory Lane on East Coast Gold with Jill Stewart. Day, a very special day. We're doing a Down Memory Lane of Roy Orbison songs. There we go. That's a very different. I, I do apologize to the folk who sent in Down Memory Lanes. We'll start up again next week. But today would have been Roy Orbison's 86th birthday. And I just felt that perhaps we should pay a, a really huge salute to him because of what he left us as far as a legacy is concerned. And, you know, it's widely considered that Roy Orbison boasted one of, if not the most impressive, silky singing voices in history. And as such, we we thought it was appropriate to honour the Vernon, Texas-born crooner here today. He was a music icon who scrambled the crooner and rock and roll eras like a giant. Music scholars have actually suggested that he had a three or four octave range, and his powerful, impassioned voice earned him the title, the Caruso of Rock. And in fact, the big O, as he was also known, he and Enrico Caruso were the only 20th century tenors capable of hitting E over high C. Now, that is quite something in musical terms. And... uh, when he did hit it, uh, the big O, when Roy Orbison hit it, his band actually stopped playing. They couldn't believe that he'd actually done it. But uh, before we go any further on, on him, let's play one of his songs, his first song to come in at number 10. And what's ironic about this is that these songs, his first three songs, are all his 80s hits, not his 60s hits, which were the big one. And the first one is... One from the 22nd studio album Mystery Girl, which was released posthumously on January the 3rd, 1989, after his death, of course, from a heart attack on December the 6th, eighty-eight, It was written by Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynne and Tom Petty, and it was a huge hit on the US Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the U.S. Adult Contemporary Charts Well, here we go with his very first one Coming in at number 10 Every time I look Before we go into the next song, which is coming, which comes from um, one of his later songs, I just want to mention that Roy Orbison and all his siblings had very poor eyesight. And in fact, he had to use thick corrective lenses from a very early age and obviously was very self-conscious about his appearance. And because of this, he began dyeing his almost white hair black when he was still very young, and he kept that look for the rest of his life. And then one day, on a way to a performance in New York, much later than uh, when he started dyeing his hair, he left his corrective lenses, which were clear glass then, in a taxi and performed wearing his dark glasses, which he found was fantastic to almost hide behind. It was a very, very sort of I don't know, withdrawn kind of man. He he was a wonderful man, but he he didn't like to push himself anywhere, and he felt that he was almost hiding behind his dark glasses. But it did help him tremendously, with, as far as the lights were concerned. And from then on, he always wore the dark glasses and black clothing on stage. My man in black, completely. When well, we move on now to the song that's coming in at number nine, and it's 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 interesting that this song should do it because it comes from the traveling Wilburys where Roy Orbison was uh, certainly taking the lead in the song by the Travelling Wilburys, and it's called Handle With Care. And as Roy died after recording his vocals and before the video was shot, there is a picture of a guitar sitting in a rocking chair and a photo of him shown whenever his vocals were heard on this piece of music. So we move then to number nine, Handle With Care on East Coast Gold. (music)